Spring deals at Ross will have you saying it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks. Like tube tops, dad shorts, and mini skirts for less than online. Vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. Save 20 to 60% off department store prices every day at Ross. Items and style vary by store. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Find your certified yes for me moment for less at Ross. You guys know Sierra got married last year. It's a lot of work. Oh boy, was it. It's a lot to do. And one thing that really helped her figure out what to do first, where to access certain resources, how to get people to know where they were supposed to go for a wedding, Zola. With Zola, you can discover venues and find vendors easily. You can message and book vendors right on their website. And truly, when I say that that was the first part that we had to do and also one of the most intimidating and hardest, it's so nice to just have them all listed right there and be able to talk to them right there and then. They also have free planning tools, which is really helpful because you don't know what you don't know. And if when you go to Zola, you have a guest list manager, wedding website templates, a budgeting tool because dang, can a wedding get out of hand real quick? Mm-hmm. It could all eliminate so much stress and you'll save so much time all because it's like a one-stop shop. That's so true. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Sierra. Oh, yes, Jerry. <laughs> you got your comfy pants on? I, I well, I'm, I'm feeling, I'm a little, you know, <laughs> anxious. <laughs> I'm a little anxious today. Oh. Oh. Uh, but I think I'm feeling okay. How are you? Yeah. Good. I think, uh, you know, we got such a good amount of response from the last episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's like we just recorded it like an hour ago. So <laughs> tricky bitches. <laughs> We're just putting it out into the universe, <laughs> hoping everything goes fine. Yeah. Because it's um, it's weird recording knowing that you guys haven't heard the last one because yeah. we normally record after, but we're doing a double this time uh, because. Going to Mexico. <laughs> when this comes out, you'll be in Mexico. I will be. You're in Mexico right now. Oh my God. How is it? Are you loving the beach? <laughs> Future me? Yeah. <laughs> I hope you're not poisoned yet. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you know about Margarita Burn? No. Okay. I watched this YouTuber and she just got Margarita Burn. <gasps> so she was making margaritas and she got citrus on her. She yeah. got lime on her. And if you get like citric acid on you and then you're in the sun oh my god yeah. it intensifies the burn yeah and they call it margarita burn oh my god that's so scary well it's, i won't be making my own <laughs> it could be like scarring oh my god yeah but even if you get like a little bit of the lime, lime on juice, yeah. which by the way that's all when i'm on vacation i put lime in everything spaghetti <laughs> lime i cover myself in lime <laughs> that's how i get a good tan yeah <laughs> Just out there rubbing limes and lemons all over me. Don't do that. She's going to be scarred. I won't. I'm so I'm sorry. So That's not scared for you. I'm so, I will be fine. You won't be fine. You're not know. fine. I'm not know. fine right now in Mexico. Come get me. <laughs> I hope I am. Uh, but also, can I tell you that I woke up this morning and I had like 
which I think it's just like a cyst. <laughs> yeah. It feels like a lump in my armpit. Uh-huh. <laughs> and now I think that my deodorant is giving me cancer <laughs> because I didn't know that deodorants are bad for you. Until yeah. Everybody's like, here's this whatever alkaline free or whatever. Oh my gosh. My deodorant is bergamot and lime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Weird. You're going to get burned. <laughs> I'm not, I don't plan to go outside armpits like, like <laughs> to the wind. Armpits ablaze. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now, now that I know that, uh, that's anxiety, right? Yeah. There. <laughs> I think that something is wrong with me 24 seven. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's our topic by the way. Oh yeah. Welcome to anxiety. If you, uh, have some lavender on hand, please put it up to your nose. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Put it on your hands, rub it on your face. Yeah. Because drink it. Just yeah, we're going to get into it. Take a it. shot of lavender. Yeah. So uh, we'll probably have to do a trigger warning again because oh, yeah. we are both panicky anyways, as it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so trigger warning to anybody with anxiety, we're going to be talking about panic attacks and, um, symptoms and all that of anxiety. So our experiences with them, but then you do have some I have ways at the end. Please, uh, please stay with us all the way to the end. <laughs> stay with us or come towards the end um, if you want to come back. But I That's do have ways. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> no, but I have uh, ways to cope with a panic attack, which I think is really important. That's why I included it because. Yes. Well, you know what? Let's just get into it, shall yeah. we? Are you ready? Oh. <gasps> I've reached maximum comfort. <laughs> okay. ready to go. Well, let's get into it. So anxiety is described as intense, excessive, and persistent worry and fear about everyday situations. Fast heart rate, rapid breathing, hyperventilating, mm-hmm. sweating, and feeling tired may occur. There's several different types of anxiety disorders, Mm -hmm. um, but we're going to be talking mostly about generalized anxiety disorder because there are so many and we'll probably do multiple episodes, but that's the one that you and I both have. Well, we kind of touched on social anxiety and the phobia podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, yeah, we we could go, (laughs) this could really be 10 different episodes because we just become a total anxiety podcast. (laughs) Yeah. There's so much. So uh, we're going to do this one now, and then if you guys want to hear more from us, let us know. Yeah, you can always message us or email us um, any suggestions. We've actually had a couple people message us being like, hey, I'd love to hear you talk about this. And we have them in the works. We're gonna, we're, yeah. They're in our plans. So yeah. we, we definitely want feedback like that. Um, but it, we're doing this one because it's the one that we relate to the most, so it's going to be the easiest one for us to talk about. So... Most anxiety disorders have repeated episodes of sudden feelings of intense fear or terror that reach a peak within minutes, and those are called panic attacks. Right. Which are so awful, by the way. I'm sure I'll talk about it more um, as we get into it, but I had a panic attack once at work um, where I actually thought that I was having a heart attack, Mm -hmm. and my boss had to drive me to the hospital, and I was hooked up to... uh, God, my boyfriend's a nurse, so he's going to be like, don't mess this up. But I think like EKG, is that what the heart (laughs) monitor thinks? They had all of that. Um, I had to get like an ultrasound maybe on my chest. Something Mm -hmm. there was, they did a bunch of, sorry to nurses and doctors. I don't know (laughs) the medical We're not experts in doctoring, if you remember. (laughs) Yeah. But so I had numbness in my hand, especially my left arm was going completely numb. And the chest pain I was feeling was so intense, I couldn't breathe. And turns out. I was just having a panic attack, mm-hmm. which is horrifying yeah. that it felt that severe 
that I was hospitalized for mm-hmm. it. But that's the thing about anxiety is people will say things like, oh, I have anxiety about this. And you probably do. Like it, it says that a lot of people will have just general stress anxiety. But when you have anxiety disorder and you experience panic attacks, they are very real and very, very serious. I wonder if it's um, similar to what we experience with fear. If something is stored, yeah. is it? Well, I don't, uh, I, that's a good question that I didn't yeah. super get into. Um, well, there's a lot about what you're covering. We yeah. we talk a lot, so we're kind of like trying to game plan what we what, actually have time to cover yeah, fully. And, and when I try to get into I looked into a little bit of the brain stuff, and I was just like, yeesh. <laughs> that's, that's a lot. Yeah. Well, I wonder, since, you know, like trauma with yeah. fear was stored in the amygdala, like maybe there's something similar with trauma well, related to anxiety that I'm releases... Sure. Because when we talk about medications and stuff for anxiety, it's the same kind of for phobic disorders or uh-huh. phobic reactions. Um, and they use the same kind of like beta blockers and yeah. a d- benzodiazepines. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Again, I forgot to ask my Benzos. Boy. Benzos. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So those are so I'm assuming it's the same. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. A very similar process. Yeah. Getting to the same part of the brain. So here are some common signs and symptoms that you might have an anxiety disorder. Feeling nervous, restless, or tense. Having a sense of impending danger, panic, or doom. Having an increased heart rate. Hyperventilating. Sweating. Trembling. Feeling weak or tired. Which is why I sleep so much. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Seriously, I think... Well, we'll talk about that in a minute. But Trouble concentrating or thinking about anything other than the present worry that's on your mind. Trouble sleeping. Gastrointestinal problems. (laughs) Which I was having earlier when we were Marco Poloing. Yeah. Um, I having- just thought everyone was farting on video <laughs> chat with you earlier. <laughs> I was like, whoopsie, got a whoopsie. You know what? We're humans and we fart. Everybody poops. <laughs> Everybody poops. Having difficulty contro- <laughs> controlling worry. Gosh, I didn't do my exercises this time. Oh, yeah. Um, and having the urge to avoid things that trigger anxiety, which is what I talked about on the phobia one where I start to feel it on the way to work and I'll just be like, eh, I don't want to go to work today. Guess what? Quit. <laughs> you can't quit your job. But I mean, some people literally, I had to quit my other job because it was so stressful that I began having very um, intense reactions to it. And I Well, that's the thing, like in your, if, if you don't know how to process it mentally, yeah, it starts controlling your physical body Mm -hmm. and and that's why you had to be hospitalized because it's like hey there's a lot of stuff going on in your mind and you're not processing it the way you know i think you should so we're gonna give you a heart attack yeah well and here's the thing too that i didn't realize when i used to go to my other job um every single day that i would walk in there i would start to feel like i was in a dream it was Mm -hmm. almost like i was like I or I really, felt that really when drunk. I launched the podcast. Yeah, that feeling where you're just like nothing is real, but you know that it's not real, mm-hmm. or that you're you're not supposed to feel like that, and that's dissociation. Um, and here, let me tell you a little bit about dissociation. Dissociation is a dreamlike state when a person feels disconnected from their surroundings, and things may seem less real than they should be. So you're having basically an out of body experience, but you are you know that it's happening, yeah. which is terrifying. Your mind is like, we're just going to like alien abduct you out of your body. <laughs> you're in it and you know that it's happening, but there's nothing you can do yeah. to stop it, which makes it worse. 
Um, and so I was experiencing this every time I went into work. And one time I mentioned it to a coworker, like, do you ever feel like life is a dream? Because every time <laughs> I'm here, I do. And she goes, oh, my God, Sierra, you're dissociating. That's like, you're, that's a form of an anxiety attack. And I'm like, what? <laughs> every and it day? It was happening every time I went into work. Well, you told me that I was having one. I know, because you had it the day, was it the day we launched? It was the day we launched. Mm-hmm. And like, that's what's crazy is uh, we're if you listen to the last podcast, you heard that we said we kind of put this together in five days. And so we didn't pick the day we were launching. It was just (laughs) like, this is the day it's ready. We're putting it out because we very much so had to like rip the bandaid to put everything out or we would have never done it. Right. So we decided Tuesday, which Sierra works Tuesdays. Oh my God. I was having the worst (laughs) shift ever because I was just like anxious, anxious, anxious. Check my phone. So busy. Yes. I was so, I couldn't get on social media or see anything that was going on or message you back. And I was just like, what's happening? And I didn't know, again, if you listened to last week, I didn't know how to distribute everything. Mm -hmm. And so I was using our platform and they're like, just submit your podcast here to all these different platforms. And as I was doing that, it was like, okay, thank you. It could take two weeks to get it going. And I'm like, like, oh my God, we just said yesterday, 12 o'clock, you can listen to us. But I didn't know any better. So in that moment, as I'm launching it it and trying to get it, because again, I'm stupid and was like, 12 o'clock, here it comes. (laughs) Meanwhile, I have no idea how long this is going to take. I was panicking and I told her that as it was uploading and I was receiving all the messages and things, I felt like the world was tilted. Mm -hmm. Like I was leaning forward, but I was hovering and I felt, um, really, really lightheaded, but it was so bizarre. Weren't your uh, extremities tingling too? Yes. My fingertips were tingling and Mm -hmm. she's like, someone said that means we're witches. (laughs) (laughs) But she was like, you're having a panic attack. And I was like, what? And she goes, yeah, you're dissociating. Like I had no idea what that was. And it was crazy because I was getting on social media. I was updating everyone with videos. I was responding to messages. I was keeping up with our stories and commenting and, and I was having a panic attack. Well, yeah, you can, it, well, and we were going to talk about this cause you said that I should bring it up, but that's how I feel the entire time we record. It's so funny because we'll listen back and I'll be like, Oh, I didn't know I said that. Or yeah. that's funny. Not realizing I said it because I, I like dissociate the entire time that yeah. we're recording because my anxiety gets up, 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 up. And then finally I get into it and I'm like, hey, everybody, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> like, but the whole time it's like a different person takes over my body and it's just like, all right, let's do this. Yeah. And then when I get out of it, it feels like, wow, what just happened? Yeah. <laughs> like it's crazy. I told Shane I thought I was insane. Yeah. Because I feel that I'm experiencing anxiety. Again, I kind of experienced imposter syndrome when it comes to anxiety. I, I never felt like in comparison to other people that my anxiety, depression, postpartum, any of that stuff was as bad as what it's portrayed in other people Mm -hmm. or experienced in other people. And so I'm like, Oh, I must not have that then. Mm -hmm. But I realized that I have had been having anxiety attacks for a very long time and not yeah. knowing it one, because I felt that out of body experience frequently. Yeah. Also, um, I just had an elopement in Colorado, uh, in September and it was the first time I was going to be leaving my son for the first time. And I just said that twice. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it was the first time I was going to be leaving him and like, I've gone to Cleveland before yeah. overnight, but I was going to be on another side of the country for right. like four days. Yeah. And, 
I felt I was dissociating Mm -hmm. and then I felt really hot and then I felt really lightheaded and I couldn't breathe. Mm -hmm. And I did like, um, a meditation thing that Mm -hmm. I found on YouTube and I fell asleep. (gasps) Yeah. And amazing. I've never done that before. Like I, I did mention, I tried to hypnotize myself to give birth. Um, but this was something totally different. When mm-hmm. I was learning to hypnotize myself, <laughs> I wasn't doing it because I was having a panic attack. I was just doing it to try to overcome my fear of giving birth and yeah. trying to, um, you know, kind of cope Ease with the, the pain. Yeah. A bit. It wasn't because I was having a panic attack. Yeah. So I listened to this while I was having a panic attack and I fell asleep and then I woke up and I was like, okay, I can help you put Ollie to bed. And Shane's like, I already put him to bed. And I go, what do you, but, and he goes, you've been asleep for like two hours. <laughs> like, I was like, what? what? I felt like 10 minutes. Yeah. I picked the 20 minute <laughs> meditation track for a reason, but I was out for like two hours because my body was like, oh, it's insane. Hey, we're going to have to, uh, shut you down. Yeah. Or restart you in a little bit. Yeah. I felt like a literal computer. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, I, I mean, I have that constantly, but that's awesome that you found something like that that kind of, oh, sorry. <laughs> My foot's falling. <laughs> I'm like, move it over. Um, but that's awesome that you found something that you found could help you. As soon as I came over here today, because I could tell that she was feeling anxious just from the video chatting we were doing, um, I was like, I have something for you here. Open your hands. And I sprinkled some lavender oil in her hands and made her like, uh, we, we both did We did breathing did it, exercises. Yeah. So we rubbed our hands and then put cupped your hands over your mouth and your nose. Breathe in for four seconds. Hold it. Breathe out. And you do that a couple of times. And we does it not? It like yeah. fills my whole body with like, <sighs> yeah, air. <laughs> yeah, just breathe. Just breathing yeah. normal. Because I don't think a lot of us. Here's the thing too that I started noticing when I realized that I had anxiety was how often I hold my breath uh-huh. without realizing or how often I clench, clench my, my jaw, jaw. Yeah. without realizing until you make yourself relax it. And then you're like, Oh my God, how long have I been doing yeah. that? Or when you make yourself breathe normally, you're like, how long have I been holding in my breath like that? Mm-hmm. Or not or getting shallow breaths. Yes. Yeah. It's happening right now. <laughs> well, I was telling Shane that when I experienced, um, this was like kind of the train I thought I was originally on. Um, when I experience anxiety, I experience it in several different ways. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's almost like my body, um, my mind protects itself. This is going to sound, I'm going to make myself sound insane. (laughs) Have you ever seen the movie split? Sorry. Uh, uh, which one is that? The one with the multiple personalities? Yes. Yes. That Patricia. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I, relate to that movie not in a way where like i have four different closets for myself different accents different (laughs) dietary needs um but like when shane and i were in a car accident Mm -hmm. we uh were on our way to our honeymoon and we were t-boned to the point where like if the car was just slightly moved a little bit um he would have been really seriously injured like Mm -hmm. potentially dead we were told by um the paramedics like this is the most deadly spot of this highway. We get calls here all the time. And when we get calls, it's fatal. So like, you're lucky that you walked out of this car and we were hysterically laughing on the side of the road. Yeah. And it was almost like, uh, and they were like, are you okay? What's, uh, do you need any help? Do you need, (laughs) do you have a concussion? And I'm like, I'm fine. And I started walking on the 
the painted line and touching my nose with both hands. And they're like, we're not doing a sobriety <laughs> test. We think you have a concussion. And I'm like, I just want to go on my honeymoon. Please let me leave. Um, we did go to the hospital, but in that moment it was almost like, no, everything's fine. We're fine. And it was partly adrenaline, but oh, yeah. I think it was also my brain being like, Hey, um, now's not the time to panic because you have too many things to do. You're in the middle of Kentucky. <laughs> yeah. You have no family. There's no rental cars. Your husband just got taken away <laughs> my throat. in a ambulance in oh. an ambulance. And you don't know where he's going. Oh my God. Like, it was left the- you alone. The, um, the sheriff ended up taking me, but yeah, they wouldn't let me ride with him in the ambulance. So all of that, as I'm saying it, it's like, how did I not have a panic attack in that moment? Well, you might've been. Well, I think it was my body being like, let me take over for you. Yes. Yeah. Um, and the same thing happened when I was in Colorado, I was shooting an elopement in Rocky mountain national park. Mm -hmm. And I, on the way back to Denver afterwards, looked at Shane and was like, I don't know if I got any pictures of the mountains. <laughs> and he's like, what? And I go, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember shooting anything. Yeah. We have to go and edit these photos right now. And he's like, Jerry, I'm sure you got it. And I go, I'm not sure. And I started having a panic attack mm-hmm. because I was anxious thinking they flew me out here. This is such an important day. I want to do a really good job for them. And my body was like, you're overthinking this. We're going to take over. Yeah. And so I've had people ask me like, what's your creative process? And I'm like, I don't know. I blacked out. Yeah. <laughs> That's seriously what happens when I, when I talk on this. Like, uh, just like my other human, it just yeah. enters my body and is like, shush, shush. I'm yes. going to take over. Your other personality, whatever it is. Yeah. Like that's. Thanks, Patricia. I, yeah. <laughs> that's her I name. Need you. <laughs> What's your stage name? I'm no longer introducing you this Thank year. You. I'm Patricia. Patricia's here. Call me Patty. <laughs> Patty Mayonnaise. Oh my God. I'm not calling you that. Is that because she was white? <laughs> I think she was pink. Oh my God. I thought Doug was pink. Skeeter was green. <laughs> or wait, no, that was he Roger. Was blue. Roger was green. Wow. <laughs> so, all right. So let's talk about some risk factors to developing anxiety. Um, there's no one determining fact that causes anxiety disorders, but there are several risk factors. So the first and probably the most obvious is going to be trauma, you know, children, especially, but also adults who have endured trauma or abuse or have witnessed traumatic events are at a much higher risk of developing an anxiety disorder some at some time in their life. Um, the next factor is stress caused by having an illness. So Hmm. obviously the people that like just got diagnosed with things like cancer or have a, um, pretty severe diagnosis, obviously immediately you're going to, to develop probably, I would assume an anxiety disorder just because there's a lot to To process. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the next is a buildup of smaller stressful events, which would be examples of things like work stress, financial stress, deaths in the family. So that's why I'm saying that like, even though you might not think that you have anxiety right now, I feel like we all have had it or will have it at some point in your life because things like this happen to everybody. Yeah. At every, everybody at every point in their life will experience something like that, unfortunately. And um, again, it's probably like a spectrum where you may not fall on the severe side. Yeah, but but you could have a little bit of like the jitters, things like sweating, trembling, whatever, but you might not have dissociation and things like that happening. 
Um, certain personality types are more prone to anxiety disorders and people with other mental health disorders, such as depression, also have anxiety disorders, which I always say, um, my mental health disorders are like a chicken and the egg situation. (laughs) I don't know which came first. Did my anxiety cause my depression or is my depression making me anxious? (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Because either way, I'll lay in bed all day because I'm depressed. And then I'll think like my anxiety will be like, you didn't get anything dumb, you done, you idiot. See you big dumb dumb. (laughs) Get up and get out there. And then my depression will be like, yeah, you dumbass. (laughs) Just lay here Lay back in bed because you're not going to get anything done anyways. Yeah. And I'm just laying there like, you guys, fuck off. (laughs) I know. Um, Oh, yeah. And then this one which is another big red flag for me. Anxiety disorders can also be genetic. So if a blood relative has been diagnosed, your chances of developing one is much higher. Mm. Both of my parents have anxiety. Yeah. Um, diagnosed. So <laughs> yay for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's that- something that's really important to me to understand because um, Shane was diagnosed with anxiety and depression like a year before we got married. So mm-hmm. like maybe four and a half, almost five years ago. Mm-hmm. And he didn't know that he had it, but he had had it. Well, he believes he's had it since he was a child because yeah. when he was, he can remember being in kindergarten and, and like becoming ill, yeah, throwing up, yes, wanting to go home. And they would, you know, he didn't have a fever and um, they thought he was faking it. Yeah. Because he didn't want to be in school. That's what I talked about a little bit when I joked and said, like, I faked, which I did stay home (laughs) a lot because I was faking it. But also, I think I wasn't faking it. I think that I was just anxious Mm -hmm. and told myself that I was sick. So I didn't have the determining, like, fever and things like that. But, like, my son, um, when he went to preschool, there was moments when he every single day, remember I told you this, for, like, a week or longer... Every day in the morning, he would throw up. Yeah. Every single day in the morning, he would throw up. So, but then we would be like, okay, well, obviously you're not going to school. And then he'd be fine an hour later. And I'm like, what? You didn't go to school and now you're fine. But honestly, I think it was anxiety Mm -hmm. because it was a new change. I think his dad and his stepmom, that was around the time that they had their baby. Um, Things were not going well in my life. Mm -hmm. And then he was going to preschool and it was just all like, a lot of change at once. So much, yeah. And it's hard to process. It's hard to process changes as, as an adult. adult. Imagine being a child and just yeah. being like, here's all these things, we're going to throw it at you. Yeah. Well, whenever Shane, um, he and I met in college, and then we spent about two and a half years apart, and he was going to school in Florida, he lost a significant amount of mm-hmm. weight. And I remember him walking in my room after he had taken a shower, and I looked at him, and I was like, he looks like a skeleton. Yeah. And I am so concerned. Mm-hmm. And there were days again, and we, I talked about this. Um, he and I spoke about this on my Instagram live at one point. So I feel confident that he's going to be okay with me sharing this. Yeah. Um, but he would lay in bed um, all day. I remember getting home from school and he would still be in the exact same place. I left him with the lights off. He would play video games in the basement. Um, we were living in my parents' house while we, um, saved up for our own place. And I'd go upstairs to, you know, watch TV with my parents or have dinner with them and he'd never come up. Mm -hmm. And he was in a really, really dark place and he had, um, ulcers and a hiatal hernia. Well, that's what I was going to say is when I say things like 
stomach issues or trouble sleeping, Mm -hmm. you're thinking like, "Eh, whatever, everybody has tummy ache. But when I say stomach issues or gastrointestinal problems, we're talking ulcers, like people throwing up, constant vomiting, um, diarrhea, things like that, that are extreme to the point of extremes and trouble sleeping, like not sleeping for days kind of thing. It, it is very serious yeah. and it can develop into something much more than a tummy ache. Like yeah. developing ulcers from something like anxiety mm-hmm. sounds crazy. But Well, he was six foot. Well, he is. He didn't like shrink or grow or anything. <laughs> but he's like six foot tall and he was 115 pounds. Mm. He was. It, oh, my God. It was crazy. Yeah. And he I was, was 115 going. 15 pounds when I graduated high school and I feel like I was thin. You're five, and five three. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. I gave you an extra inch. Thank you. Well, You're I'm welcome. Five, three and a half, but I think I'm shrinking. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. But uh, we had him going to all these gastroenterologists. Enterologists, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they did like a, he had a scope down his throat for mm-hmm. like 24 hours. Oh, um, I've been there. He went to all these different doctors doctors and they told him nothing was wrong with him and he that made him feel worse he felt insane right because he's like i'm sick i can't eat i'm in so much pain and it was such a such a sad cycle yeah and to watch someone that you love struggle and go through that and not know how to help them Mm -hmm. is it's so crippling and it was very very hard for me because i didn't know what to do and so finally he went back to his, um, just like family doctor. Mm -hmm. And she, she said, let's try this route. And she put him on an anti-anxiety antidepressant and he all of a sudden was functioning. Oh my gosh. He's a, I don't want to say he's a different person. He's a better version of himself. He's himself again. Because when I met him, he was him. And then I watched him. It cripples you. It, yeah, it really does. I'm not being dramatic when I say that. It takes parts of your life away. Mm-hmm. And so that's what frustrates me so much when people talk down on people using medication for things mm-hmm. like mental health disorders. If you haven't had one and you don't understand how much it takes away a part of you, you you won't understand right. why those things are necessary. And maybe you don't need them for your whole life. And he didn't and want to great. go the medication route. A lot of people and I'm don't. okay with that. Yeah. But he had tried to go to therapy and he was really struggling. He he was really having a hard time connecting and mm-hmm. opening up and he didn't feel like the questions that they and, and you know it does take a lot of time to find someone that you can connect with it and really relate does. to. I went through probably seven therapists yeah. before I found one that I liked. He was just in such a bad place. He did he didn't feel that he had time to wait to find someone yeah. so that he he went the medication route. Yeah. But he didn't he didn't want to be dependent on something. Yeah. But which is what a lot of people think, but right. also it is so hard to you're almost battling too many things at yes, once then. Yeah. It's like I get it, you don't want to be dependent on this medication. Let's get you healthy. Yeah. <laughs> and then wean you off. You know yes. what I mean? Don't try to, to take it all on at one time yeah. because you're going to overwhelm yourself. And honestly, I believe that's where depression fits in then mm-hmm. because you feel that, like you're failing. Yes. That's what happens to me, or it has happened to me. It's like when I overwhelm myself with anxiety, my biggest thing then is just don't do any of it. Right. Lay in your bed. And then you don't have to worry about it. Well, then I don't get out of my bed for days. Right. And it's, it's, it is crippling. Like it's very upsetting when you reach a point where you feel hopeless and I will never fault anybody. And I think we all as a collective people should do a better job at not faulting people for doing things to make themselves feel human again. Yeah. But I'll never fault anybody for 
doing whatever by whatever means necessary, whether that's medication or whatever, to make themselves feel like a human again. Yeah. Um, but I, but the last thing that is a risk factor is drug and alcohol misuse withdrawal can cause you to develop an anxiety disorder. And I don't think people understand that. Um, if you have anxiety and you are like drinking every day, self-medicating, yeah, it's going to make it a lot worse. Go if you want to, now you're trying to process your addiction (laughs) or or creating an addiction. Yeah, exactly. And so it's just very You're mixing very lots sticky. of uppers and downers with the, an already existing chemical imbalance. Which is like if you have anxiety and depression, it is like an upper and downer situation because when, when I'm anxious, I'm all the way up here. Mm-hmm. And then depression takes me all the way back down here. And it's like a real awful balancing act. Um sorry (laughs) i'm like we're really used to doing this in at night the blackness of night and so now the sun is right in our eyes i'm fine you good hold on you want my papers here take this one no i'm okay i am obsessed with clothes oh yeah it's a problem for me it's a problem for my closet Mm -hmm. okay and that's why i'm so excited to be sharing newly with our audience because newly is a way to try out trendy styles, colors, silhouettes, all different kinds of things that maybe you've been interested in but are like gonna make your bank cry. Mm-hmm. Now you can rent them for a period of time and then you just ship them back. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. That's another beautiful thing mm-hmm. because a lot of places may not have options yeah. for everyone. And this has so much diversity, not only in the brands that they offer but also they have fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility plus the option to buy what you love it's fun it's sustainable and you can save because you get to try out a bunch of stuff that you like or maybe you're like i don't know maybe i would like this and then you get it and you're like i, I don't think that's for me but there's no commitment to buy it unless you really do love it and you're like you actually can't have this back newly mm-hmm. i'm keeping it newly is a great value at 98 dollars a month for any six styles but right now you can get 20 dollars off of your first month of newly when you sign up with the code tangents 20 just go to n-u-u-l-y dot com that's newly with two U's and enter the code TANGENTS20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's with code TANGENTS20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. 
Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. What is the most important thing to you when it comes to menstrual care? Um, I would say probably not having to worry about leaking, going about mm. my day, and not worrying about having to run to the bathroom when you feel that, oh, what's, <laughs> what's going on? Uh, I think I'd agree. Yeah. And that's why we're excited to tell you about Flex. If you want a period product that looks out for your body, your lifestyle, and the planet, you've got to try Flex. There's the Flex Disc, which is a one-time-use menstrual disc that fits perfectly inside your body. It's not a cup, and it's better than a tampon. It's unlike any period product you've ever seen before. One Flex Disc can be worn for up to 12 hours, and it holds as much flow as three super tampons. Plus, you can wear it for mess-free period sex. Yes, my white sheets love that for me. <laughs> flex discs also create 60% less waste compared to pads and tampons. So, they are planet-friendly. And if you want to go with zero waste and have the planet love you even more, you can pick up the Flex Cup, a reusable menstrual cup that Cosmo rated number one. The patented pull tab makes Flex the only cup on the market that removes like a tampon. It's so easy. You already know how to use it and you won't lose it. Yes, which is very important. It's also disability friendly and made with beginners in mind. So when I say like this is easier to use than tampons, I really truly believe that. Well, this beginner is grateful for that. <laughs> yes. It's also velvety soft and completely body safe and it lasts for years. So say goodbye to cramps, put sex back on the table, and lend Mother Nature a hand. Go to flexfits.com slash tangents and use code tangents for 20% off Flex Disc starter kits. Or 10% off your first Flex Cup. Plus, you get free U.S. shipping. That's code tangents at flexflexfits.com slash tangents. Good. So let's talk about... Wait, is that the one that I need? Nope, you're good. <laughs> okay. Um, so anxiety can lead to or worsen other medical and physical conditions, such as depression. That's number one. They often occur together. So when you hear people talking about, I have anxiety and I have depression and I have this, and this is what people I think say about me all the time. I'm just like, she has everything. But like, they go very much hand in hand. Yeah. And when we talked about imposter syndrome, like we just did last time, same thing. It goes hand in hand. All of these things unfortunately kind of walk with each other they're almost like a package deal really truly and it's awful and the next one is other mental health disorders so you can have anxiety with adhd you can have anxiety with um borderline personality disorder you mm -hmm. can have anxiety with bipolar disorder it's it's just it could happen anywhere um substance misuse trouble sleeping digestive or bowel problems which we talked about headaches and chest pain Headaches, I was wondering for a while um, if my migraines were, I, I know Related. now that a lot of them are hormonal, but I wondered too if anxiety was causing them to be worse. Um, it can lead to social, isol social isolation, problems functioning at school or at work, 
a poor quality of life. And unfortunately, lastly, um, it can lead to suicide, which is awful. And we'll talk about that later. But let's talk now about how we diagnose these disorders. I've diagnosed myself because yeah. <laughs> I, for the longest time, was against therapy. I'm not now, but yeah. I haven't seen anyone. Yeah. Um, I had a really negative experience That's uh, when I was a child. So well, awful because I feel like all it takes is one. I didn't go to therapy. I went when I was in high school and then didn't go again until like six years later because of one bad therapist. Yeah. And it took me several times. You guys, this if this is one thing that I can get across to anybody is please don't give up on therapy if you have an, a bad experience with one because... It is so, so incredibly helpful if you yeah. find the right person. And it's kind of like you just got to find the right fit um, for you and be totally transparent with your therapist. Tell them right off the bat what you want out of them and what you are hoping to gain. Um, and they might tell you that they don't think it's a good fit. But if you can't tell, if you can tell in the first couple um, sessions that it's not for you, there's no harm in trying another person. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, when I was um, in eighth grade, my parents separated Mm -hmm. for a short amount of time. And uh, my grandma had passed away and it was a really... Sorry. (laughs) Jeez, Louise. (laughs) Um, Mercury's in retrogrades. Is it? (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's why we're... (laughs) I'm a Gemini. Yeah. Mercury is my planet. Yeah. So... (laughs) I love throwing stuff like that in the flat earth thing in to just completely discredit myself. People are like, oh, so she's oh, an idiot. So Great, got it. Woo-woos. Okay, got it. <laughs> I just heard someone call themselves a woo-woo the other day, and I was like, anytime, I don't know what that is, but I want to be a part of it. Anytime I talk about astrology, I'm like, sorry, let me get on my woo-woo tra- <laughs> my woo-woo wagon for a little bit. <laughs> let me grab all of my essential oils and hop onto my woo-woo wagon. <laughs> um but yeah my grandma had passed away and it was a a rough time for all of us and my parents split up for just a short amount of time and during that time they were uh, going to counseling and they took us to also go to counseling and I hated every second of it Mm -hmm. I think I only went two or three times and that was when I was in my you know I was in eighth grade, I knew I everything mm-hmm. and they took me out of basketball practice, which like that was where I felt my most confident and my most, um, I don't know, I was with my friends and I was good at it. And so that was like my own kind of personal therapy. And they took me out of that to go see this woman I didn't want to see. And I remember she wanted to play the thinking, feeling, doing game. Oh. And I was like, I don't want to play. Yeah. And she was like, um, well, we're going to play. And she came over and she was like, just sit, you can watch. And then, um, she like gave me a, a thing and she was like, here, here's yours. And I go, I don't want to play. I just want to watch. And she's kept asking me all these questions, making me play this game. Mm. And I think that's what turned me off to it was like, you're not listening to me anyway. Who is this for? Exactly. Well, and the first time I went was, um, and you can tell you're, there are some therapists and counselors who will do faith-based mm-hmm. and I am not faith-based. I know yeah. That's something we are different on, but I especially wasn't in high school and girl, I'm gonna get you to come back. I know. <laughs> well, <laughs> so she was 
she didn't even give me like when I went to my therapist now, she gave me the option and I was like, no. And she was like, yeah. okay. And she never talked about it. This girl kind of everything I was being the most vulnerable and exposing myself. And she was telling me things like Christian wise. And I was like, that's not what I want to hear right now because yeah. that's not where I'm at right now. So don't please give me something else. If you else. don't believe well, and very, someone's saying like, here's how you're healed and you don't real. Yeah. Or, and you don't think it's real, then it doesn't help. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. How are they diagnosed? Primary care physicians and psychiatrists will diagnose somebody as having an anxiety disorder if symptoms occur for six months or more on more days than not, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and significantly interfere with a person's ability to function at home, at work, or at school. And then your doctor is going to perform a physical and psychological evaluation to rule out other causes for your anxiety And once you're officially diagnosed, they can begin treatments, which include psychotherapy, cognitive behavioral therapy, self-help or support groups, which are also wonderful, you guys. And if you are like me and you don't want to go to, um, you don't want to physically go out, they do have wonderful ones online. They really, really, really do have great support and self-help groups online. So find those because they're wonderful. Um, Stress management techniques antidepressants, anti-anxiety medications, and beta blockers. Um, so when should you go see a doctor? Probably last Jerry. week. Yeah. <laughs> Today. I'm fine. So everyone, I'm fine. When you feel like you're worrying too much and it's interfering with your work and you make your partner scrap a whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's one time. I'm just kidding. Didn't you say it had to be so many days in a row? Yeah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um... When it's interfering with your work, relationships, or other parts of your life. If your fear, worry, or anxiety is upsetting to you and difficult to control, and when you feel depressed, have trouble with drug and alcohol use, or other mental health concerns, along with anxiety. So if all of these things are happening, go see somebody. Yeah. Um, And this one, absolutely, especially if you're having suicidal thoughts or behaviors, it's extremely, extremely important to seek emergency help and treatments immediately. Please. Um, so I'm going to talk a bit more about panic attacks now because mm-hmm. I feel like they're, they're very, very, very scary and they can be debilitating and it's, um, not something that when you're in it, you, it's, it's very hard to get out of it. So there's 10 ways that I found to cope with panic attacks. If you believe that you're having one. So number one is to use deep breathing, which I just kind of did because right now I'm having anxiety Hmm. and uh, we've talked about it before where when you're having an anxiety attack or a panic attack, it can feel sometimes like you're sucking through a very small, thin straw Mm -hmm. and that's, you can't get, you're like, you have really shallow breath. You can't get a deep enough breath. I remember Mm -hmm. that one time um, when we were in, I think it was when we were in middle school, maybe high school, when they did like the no smoking thing in Mm -hmm. house class, they gave us those coffee stirrer straws and told Mm -hmm. us to to suck in and try to get air through that. And that was like instant anxiety attack for me because I was like, (gasps) I couldn't do it. Um, And they're like, that's what can happen if you smoke, which is so scary. (laughs) But that's how I feel when I'm having a panic attack. So that's one of my versions of a panic attack. And I remember I came to your house. Yes. It was very, very late. And we sat on your porch. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's my, that's my happy place (laughs) on my porch. I was like, I have to go to the happy place. I can't breathe. And what's frustrating 
about anxiety and depression for me, from what I know about it is that very much like, um, phobias, it's a chemical being released. There's a chemical imbalance. And what was frustrating for me with postpartum and with anxiety when I'm having like shallow breaths and stuff is that I can rationalize what is happening, where it's coming from most of the time. But you can't stop it. And I can't will it to stop. And that's so frustrating. That's me when I'm having a really depressive episode um, that lasts for like the last one I had, which Mm -hmm. lasts for months. And I've talked to you about it almost every day and be like, well, still in it, still can't get out of it. I knew that I was in it. I could feel it happening, and I would be like, just fucking feel happy today. She would say Please. things like, I'm on the upswing, and I'm like, and no, I you're not. Knew, I knew I wasn't, <laughs> yeah. but I thought like, eh, if you say it, maybe it'll happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, But it doesn't, and you can't force your body to release more serotonin. So like, yeah. what do you do? We'll talk about depression someday, I'm yeah. sure. I could go on and on about it, because that's what I've had. I've dealt with for so long um but anxiety is right there with it so thank you so first um use deep breathing exercises controlling your breathing is going to make it less likely that you're going to begin hyperventilating and when you begin hyperventilating that's going to cause your other symptoms to worsen so if you can control your breathing you can stop it before it gets really really bad so focus on taking deep breaths in and out through your mouth feeling the air slowly fill your chest and your belly, and then slowly leave them again. Breathe in for a count of four, hold it for a second, and then breathe out for a count of four. She made me do this when she got here today, and it actually really helped. It because really I, I was having a panic attack all morning. She, <laughs> I had been up for four hours before she got up because <laughs> my son gets up pretty early, and she's like, what is happening? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm spiraling. Everything. And I... <laughs> I texted her and said I'm spiraling with a laughing face, but then I had to say that the laughing face actually (laughs) meant that I was crying, throwing up, and dying. Yeah, yeah. So as soon as I came in, I'm like, give me your hands. (laughs) Sprinkle (laughs) you with some lavender oil and let's start breathing because I know exactly. Here's the other thing to you guys. It's, It's not on this list, but it's super important. Get you a friend or a family member or a loved one um, who understands what's happening and how to notice the signs. I love that I can tell with you when it, it's happening yeah. um, because that's so incredibly important to have someone in your corner who can kind of tell you, you know that it's happening, but knowing that it's happening sometimes is worse yeah. <laughs> because then you start panicking that you it's feel like you're weak. At yeah. least for me, I feel like I'm weak. Like I can't will it to stop and, right. and something else is in control of me. And I hate and, feeling like I'm out of control. Yeah. And being aware of being out of control can sometimes make you feel worse and right. scare you more and make it the panic attack, um, accelerate. So having someone who can be there, even just to talk to you about different things, get yeah. your mind off of it is so incredibly important. Um, number two, is to recognize, oh, wow, segue, (laughs) recognize that you're having a panic attack. So by doing this, you can remind yourself that this is only temporary. It's going to pass. You are going to be okay. Taking away the fear that you might be dying, which is what I felt when I thought that I was having a heart attack, Mm -hmm. um, it can allow you to focus on other techniques like breathing to reduce your symptoms. So three is close your eyes, which I know sounds silly, but go to sleep. <laughs> no, but for real, when you I needed that to meditation, do that, yeah. 
Um, closing your eyes and breathing are two huge ones because when you close your eyes, you're reducing your stimuli, mm. which is going to make it easier for you to focus on your breathing. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. So the quicker you you reduce all the stimuli, and that's the other thing too, which if you're having stressors, um, we've talked about this before, when we have stressors with anxiety, like when I'm very, very anxious, loud noises will set me over the absolute edge. And Even I, quiet noises will set yeah, me off. Yeah, any, any kind of noises yeah. are going it's to send me over the roof. It's just extra stimulus. Yeah. So get yourself into a very dark, very quiet room and try to just focus on... Go get in your bathtub. Oh, my God. If you can't... I did that the other day. I think mm-hmm. it was last night. Posted on my Snapchat story because I'm basic. <laughs> <laughs> but I... Shut all the lights off. I lit a few candles and then I just lay, I put some lavender bubble bath in yeah. and I just like laid in it and breathed and it makes you feel so much better. Ugh. And that warmth too, I think helps. It yeah. makes me feel like someone's hugging hugged? me. Yeah. It really does. It makes me feel like someone's hugging me. I love that feeling of, yeah. that's why I love bathtubs, but <laughs> filth, <laughs> filth cauldrons. I love medieval filth cauldrons. Okay, so number four is to practice practice mindfulness. Focus on physical sensations that you're familiar with. So there's something I saw on, um, I think it was social media, but also my therapist told me. But God, this was... Is it the 54321 thing? Yes. It was so long ago. Do you know it? Because I... It's five things you see, four four things things you you hear, three things you you can touch, touch. Yep. two you can smell, one you can... Taste? Maybe, yeah, honestly. But it, I knew it's your, all your senses. Basically, what you are doing is you're using your senses to ground you into reality, and it's going to help if you begin feeling detachment or dissociation. So oh, if crap, you, yeah. So if you say to yourself, like, if you start to feel like, oh, my God, I'm in a dream, like, stay up and dissociating, and you know what's happening, and you start panicking because of it, just start, like, rubbing your jeans or touch, touch. <laughs> but seriously, the texture of my pants, I don't know oh, why. Okay. <laughs> just rub yourself. <laughs> no. <laughs> but grab something to hold on to. Or, or this is the biggest one. Honestly, set your feet on the ground and just feel your toes and your, the, the flats of your feet. Yeah. Like, because sometimes I'll feel like, like you said, you're the floating. Tilting. You need, yeah. Or the tilting. The tilting is so. I remember the first time I experienced a dissociative like panic attack. I guess um, <laughs> my ex boyfriend was screaming at me for something I didn't do, <laughs> <laughs> and I was watching him. He was standing in the doorway, and the room looked like it was falling in on me almost. Yeah. And he looked like he was huge, and I was like whoa <laughs> like, yeah what am I tripping on because that's what it felt like and yeah. I started freaking out and I couldn't breathe and I just ran away from him and got into the bathtub and instantly it was better but it was very scary in the moment to be like did I do mushrooms yeah. <laughs> I didn't know like that's what it felt like yeah. it was oh is terrifying. there something in my rye bread yeah. <laughs> ergot <laughs> oh no I'm a witch I actually had to do that I was um we have been remodeling our house for like the past six months. We're finally living above ground. But while we were remodeling the first level, we were living in our basement. Mm-hmm. And when you don't see the sun oh my for God. days, we have a breezeway and it's um all enclosed with windows. So we, we kind of turned that into a little living room. But I was going on walks every day because mm-hmm. I had to get outside. Um, when school started again, I had a because I walk past uh, the school. I had a panic attack because one of the things when I was a teacher that um, one of the reasons I kind of 
wanted to get out of schools as fast as I could. And I don't really want to get into this topic, but, um, is school shootings. Yeah. And, um, I, I was fearful every day I went to work. Yeah. And I was skeptical of every student that Mm -hmm. I saw. And I don't know, even though the school that I, the schools that I worked for, um, were incredible and they did everything possible to keep us safe. Yeah. I still feel it's in the back of your mind it because is. it's so prevalent. You can now, only do so, so many terrifying. things. Yeah. And when I was walking my son past the school, all I could think of is someone doing something and, yeah. and us just accidentally being, being in the grounded. wrong place mm-hmm. at the wrong time. And Ugh. I had to ground myself because I was having a panic attack on this walk. And yeah. I realized how absurd it was, but, it's, but it doesn't, doesn't matter. That's the thing with yeah. anxiety. You could be having an anxiety attack about the smallest thing. Uh, and the smallest thing the other day I had one, we were going to watch the Browns game, me and my boyfriend, and I put on a sweater and it was like a little too warm for a sweater, but it was really cute. So mm-hmm. I wanted to wear it and instantly I got too hot and I was already having an anxious day anyways. And it sent me over the <laughs> absolute edge. Yeah. And the other thing I wanted to say, um, that's important to know is sometimes your anxiety attacks might not be fear. And this is really important by the way, for people, loved ones, if you're listening and you're around somebody and you love somebody with anxiety, please understand that, um, sometimes they will react with rage or Mm -hmm. anger or emotional outbursts. That's all part of having an anxiety attack. Unfortunately. Yes. It really is. It's Patricia. Yeah. And I started like screaming, uh, my boyfriend and like being upset at my son for no reason. Um, and I was slashing out on people closest to me because my sweater was too hot, (laughs) but I was overstimulated and already anxious. And there was really no reason that it sent me over the edge, except that I was already anxious when I woke up that day. And I, the sad thing with anxiety is sometimes there is no reason that it's happening. Mm -hmm. It's, it's very hard to explain to somebody why you're feeling anxious and depressed, by the way, this is, very important for you, people to understand, but there sometimes is no cause for it. Your life could be going great. You could be being very successful and having a great job and a great life and great kids, and you still will feel that way, and that's one of the most upsetting things about it. Because mm-hmm. then you feel like you're not grateful. You do, and you feel like, what's wrong with me? I right. can't even accept that good things are happening for me, and I'm still sad, and I'm still mad, and I'm anxious, and I don't understand why things are going well, and it doesn't matter sometimes. It just reinforces then. Yeah. That just digs a hole even deeper when you start having that kind of negative. Yeah, Absolutely. Oh, shoot. Okay, let's get back into this. Um, Number five is to find a focus object. So pick an object close to you and know everything about it possible. I love clocks. Mm -hmm. I know that sounds weird, but if you have a clock that ticks, that's my favorite one to use. Um, Watching the hand move, the second hand move, and um, hearing the tick, tick, tick will instantly slow me down. It's also very um, helpful for breathing. If you can focus Mm. on those seconds and those ticks to help your breathing... It, it really is incredible. Um, number six, and I love this one because I use it now when I'm having trouble falling asleep, um, is use muscle relaxation techniques. And so what you'll do is you'll con- consciously relax one muscle at a time. So what I like to do is I start with my toes and I'll just curl my toes up and then relax them and start with my feet, curl them up, 
relax mm-hmm. them. Start mm-hmm. with my ankles, tense them up, relax them. Do it all the way up until you get to like your neck and your jaw muscles. There's a calming app that helps you go through that. Yes. And you'll realize when you get up to your mouth, how clenched your jaw is. And then you'll do things like just relax your face. And it's <sighs> instantly, as soon as I get up to my jaw, I'm not even clenching anymore. <laughs> um, and then by the time I'm like at my face, I'm falling asleep. So <laughs> yeah. it's wonderful. Um, number seven is picture a happy place, find a happy place somewhere relaxing and just put your focus on that while you're sleeping. The Oregon's beach is really nice. Happy place. Yeah. I was going to say, I know Oregon is for you. I love the beach. Um, Oregon was my happy place before I even knew where Oregon was on the map. Yeah. And then I visited and I cried hysterically because it was everything I thought it would be and more. Yeah. Um, we used to go to the beach every year with my aunt who mm-hmm. is a wonderful wonderful lady and um i that's where i imagine all the time it's that's just, your happy place mm-hmm. being on the beach with her um i'm trying not to cry <laughs> <laughs> so eight you can go for a walk that's what yeah. so <laughs> unless like, you're gonna have a panic attack on the walk <laughs> well this is light exercise can flood your body with endorphins which is amazing but if you're hyperventilating please make sure you wait until you've caught your breath before you begin any kind yeah. of exercise so so number one is please focus on your breathing calm that part down and then if you can go for a, not we're not saying go out and get a run in even if you're just walking around your neighborhood little bit of light exercise walking up and down your steps even slowly Mm-hmm. will help you your body flood with endorphins back and, and forth from the couch to the fridge yeah seriously <laughs> it really can help um number nine keep lavender on hand oh there it no, is it's still on my hands yes yes keep lavender physically on your hands <laughs> and then smell them but lavender is known to be soothing and stress relieving and it can help you relax so if you don't have lavender essential oils you can get lavender bubble bath at mm-hmm. any store um, or try lavender tea is really, really nice. Mm. Chamomile tea too is great. Oh, I was having a full on panic attack a couple weeks ago because this is my first time doing busy season, um, like a full year of weddings. Yes. And I have been really struggling because I want to keep up with a really fast turnaround time. Mm-hmm. I want to be a really present mom. I want to be a really present wife and I want to be the best um, stay at home, you know, caretaker that I can be mm-hmm. and, um, homemaker. <laughs> and, uh, I felt like I was failing at yeah. all of those things. And so it was putting me in a really bad place. And Shane knew this and I was playing it off. Like I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Like I do all the time with everyone. Yeah. And he walked in at like 11 o'clock and I just started crying and he had, Tea, stress release, stress relief tea. He had bought me like this foot bath thing. Yes, those um, are amazing. And he's like, I'm taking over. You just edit. You do what you need to do. And I swear that day has changed everything. And I feel, I feel like I have more energy. Yes. To get through and take on more things. Well, that's super, super, super important also for people to realize because when you have like, if your anxiety is paired with depression, sometimes it's hard for you to relax and take a day because you're like, what didn't you get done today? You could have got so much done, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And you beat yourself up over it. But realize that your health is just, your mental health is, is 
just as important as your physical health. And if you have a really bad cold or the flu, you're going to take the day off of work and you're going to nurse yourself back to health. And you really need to to do that when you have mental health days that are just as bad. Because if you just take one day and focus on your anxiety or focus on your depression and do things that you think are going to help cope with those, it can really, really make a difference. Well, I've also started... um when I remember to do to-do lists for my days, yeah. um, scheduling in time for self-care. Yes. So even putting things down like shower yeah. or eat lunch, yes. um, it walk makes outside. You, it makes you feel like you're accomplishing things and you are, right? You are because Those sometimes are that is an accomplishment. Yes. That should be just as important as getting the laundry done. Exactly. Doing the dishes. And it is just as important if you think about it. If you don't put it on the same playing field, then I feel like it feeds into the mentality that you're not worth that time. Yeah. Taking care of yourself, prioritizing yourself isn't worthy of the same amount of time you would dedicate to the chores of your house or going grocery shopping or taking care of someone else. Doing things for other people. Right. Yeah. Um, this is really important though. So I just want to say this real quick, please be careful not to combine lavender with benzodiazepines if you are prescribed them because it can cause intense drowsiness. So if you do do that, make sure that you're somewhere where you can take a nap. Yeah. Because (laughs) lavender is something that people use to help them sleep as well. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're ingesting it too. Like, so if you're having lavender and chamomile tea, please be conscious that that is going to make you drowsy or it can. So 10 is to repeat a mantra internally. Repeat a very relaxing, reassuring phrase in your mind or out loud until your breathing starts to regulate and you feel it subside. So even if you're just breathing and in between every breath you're saying, it's going to be okay, or you're okay, or this is okay, that that can help you immensely just to know that it's going to come to an end. You're alive. That that too, being like, I'm alive, you're okay, you're yeah. alive, like it's fine. Because and when <laughs> I'm sure with people who don't have panic attacks and anxiety attacks are like, friggin' calm down. <laughs> like, but hey, you don't understand how how intensely yeah. scary these things can be when you're having them. If you're going to the ho- and I don't go to the hospital that often, by the way. Um, unless something like yeah, you don't like make it a regular thing. No, unless something severe is happening. So the fact that it sent me to the hospital when I didn't have health insurance, by the way. So that's when yeah. you know that I definitely wouldn't oh, have gone yeah. for no reason because I paid for that. <laughs> Still paying for that. But it was important because it helped me realize like, okay, this is a very serious problem that I need to get myself in check with. And uh, I started going to therapy very, uh, first I was going weekly and now bi-weekly or even once a month yeah. because I don't need it as often. But but when you're having anxious episodes, it's really nice to be able to call someone up and be like, I need to schedule an appointment, please. Yeah. And they will. That's what they're there for. Yeah, it's awesome. I am... Um... I try to tell myself like everything's fine. That's mine that I say everything's fine. Everything's fine. And I'll even do it like not when I'm having a panic attack if something like loud falls and Shane's like, are you okay? I'm like, everything's fine. Yep. Everything (laughs) is fine. Um, When I got my first tattoo though, I I had to chant something over and over again in my head until it was done. Um, I was singing I love rock and roll (laughs) over and over again. Put it another time. But I only knew those two lines, yeah. so I just repeated them until it was done. It works though, right? It did. It's a little. It's it's kind of a little form of meditation, which mm-hmm. is really nice. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, I think we did it. Yeah, I honestly am surprised. 
I actually feel lighter. I, I do too. You know, I feel like um, I'm learning a lot about myself through this. This yeah. is almost like a form of therapy for me. <laughs> it like, really is. Our, the last episode that we recorded just before this one was very, very heavy. It was very hard for me. Yeah. Um, it, it made me feel very, very vulnerable. Um, I felt like I was revealing a lot of things about myself that I am not proud of or that I struggle with. And this is something I also struggle with, but felt... Um, almost like a, it was helping me deal with the panic yeah. <laughs> that was caused by the earlier one. Yeah. Well, good. So, well now, and, and the, as, as long as if this episode helps somebody take something away from it, that is helpful for them. That's all that, I, that's all yeah. that I want from this. I hope that, because when I was literally, this is so awful, but when I started having anxiety attacks and panic attacks, what a world we live in because the first thing people would say to me was like, number one, you're being overdramatic. Mm-hmm. And number two, is it that time of the month? <laughs> Which don't say that to somebody. Yeah, don't ask someone that. And number two, it had nothing to do with that. It was And just, even if it does, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't matter negate, what's causing it. It doesn't negate the things that I'm feeling and um it it doesn't help. <laughs> you're yeah. not helping. So don't say those things to people. Right. So yeah. Hopefully so, people You know we hope you like these two kind of more mellow, serious podcasts because we built this entire thing on um, friendships mm-hmm. and wanting you guys to feel like we're your friend. And friendships aren't always funny and laughs. Yeah, sometimes you have to help pick people up when they're down. Right. So this was... Uh, we're trying to pick you guys up. Yeah, we're, you know, showing we got layers. Yeah. Oh, my God. We have layers. <laughs> All right, guys, that is that on uh, anxiety. All right. Goodbye. is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. You can start your day off right. When you find a professional on Angie to get your plumbing right first. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that.